Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What's going on, Raider Nation? Merry late Christmas and a happy new year to you. It's not quite New Year's, but Tyler, we are heading in that direction. Speaking of Tyler, man, how are you doing after a big Christmas Eve win against the hated rivals, Denver Broncos, and perhaps what will more than likely be the last game in the Oakland Coliseum, bro. How are you feeling? Feeling pumped. It's uh, Saturday, and we still, I'm still feeling pumped. Still feeling excited. Uh, that was like the best Christmas present, early Christmas present I've ever opened. I remember like growing up as a kid, we'd open uh, like pajamas or something, and that yeah. didn't even compare. Like I was crying. There was a mix of emotions. It was the last game in the Coliseum, perhaps forever, perhaps the last game ever in Oakland, and a lot of emotions. My family was over. A lot of them were Broncos fans and liked to give me crap, and I was just throwing <laughs> it down. So happy nice. early Christmas present to us. Uh, maybe the best one I've ever received. I don't know, but you know, it was it was an epic game, great game, like a full four quarters. It felt like that finally. Everything got put together. Yeah, I think it helps that the Broncos looked like they had given up, and that's fine. I don't care. A win's a win. So, no, very yeah. good game. I was very excited. Um, great Christmas present. You know, once again, to, to that point really quickly, um, and excuse me, Raider Nation, I'm fighting through a cold. Like, my second one in, like, six weeks. I don't know what it is. I've gotten my flu shot. I've... Tyler doesn't swear by flu shots, so he and I are nope. he and I are worlds apart on that. But uh, uh, I'm so I'm, I'm kind of battling a cold through this podcast. I've got my uh, orange juice and Mountain Dew mixture sitting here, uh, <laughs> which I don't know if that's exactly what the doctor ordered, but it sounded really good. So uh, pardon me if I muddle through this a little bit. But Tyler, to your point, you know we've talked about this, but it bears repeating once again, just because of all the negativity surrounding Derek Carr, or yeah, Derek Carr and John Gruden, is that this, you know, the Raiders don't go out and get a win like that if this team isn't behind Gruden and Carr and what Gruden's trying to build here. You I know, agree. I think you saw the polar opposites. The, the, you know, Vance Joseph over in Denver, you know, he's done there for all, you know purposes that you know that's that's what a, that's the kind of effort a team gives for a coach that you know they don't respect that they don't uh that, you know they're not getting behind but the kind of effort and the kind of energy you saw from Oakland uh on Monday night you know that they gave in that game in a real you know not no high stakes there wasn't a playoff spot on the line there's no home field advantage on the line it's just simply a hated rival on Christmas Eve you know, Oakland, if this team isn't behind Carr and behind Gruden, you know, they don't win a game like that. Uh, you know, as as much fun as we give uh, boogers for burger, booger bombs on Monday night, you know, he did have, he, I thought, I, I, when I was a little bit upset when he first said it, but he said, well, the Broncos are the more talented team. And I was at first I was like, I don't know. But then, you know what, across the board, when you look at this team as a whole, yeah, I would actually have to agree. Oakland, though, they just outplayed them, out-hustled them, and just played with more heart. And that speaks a lot to John Gruden. That speaks a lot to Derek Carr and the culture there that the Raiders are building uh, with Gruden right now. And I think that's a reason to be hopeful heading into the future, you know, with Gruden and with Carr, I agree. in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, and 100%. Adds an, another game, too, man. Carr, without an interception. What are we up to, like 10 and a half games or something like that? 11? I think it's 10. I'm pretty sure it's 10, at that, 10 right now, yep. Now and I know I think he only has twelve touchdowns to his name through that those twelve through those twelve games. 
12 passing, if I'm not mistaken. But still, that's impressive. I mean, he's, what is he, like 358 passes or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. It's seen close the, to that. I can't remember what exactly, though. What it's a lot, man, and, and that's impressive. The second half of this season has been good to Carr. And again, just gives a little hope for the future. This team, uh, you know, Carr has settled down into this Gruden system. Add some weapons around Carr, you know, let that offensive line develop a little bit with the two rookie tackles, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but uh, I think there's a lot of hope for the Raiders in the future here, and we'll be able to see a little bit more maybe on Sunday when they go into Kansas City. And Kansas City has a lot to play for. So you know Mahomes and company, they're going to be out there. They're going to want to win. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how Oakland shows up on that game. But before we get to that, as always, we appreciate everybody who listens to the podcast. You can find it on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. I had somebody on Facebook ask me. They didn't have iTunes, so where else could they find the find the podcast? So I let them know Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. You can go those places along with iTunes. Listen to this podcast every day. Also, we always encourage people, give us a call. 208-557-9771 is the number. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail on your thoughts on the game, uh, what you think heading up. I mean, we got one week left. Give us your thoughts on uh, on what's coming up in 2019 with the free agency and the draft and the state of the Raiders. We'd love to hear from you. We love interacting with the fans. We have some great interaction this week, bro, both on Facebook and on Twitter. Tyler, what do you have on the Twitter front for Raider Nation? On the Twitter front, uh, we had a tweet that went fairly viral. I think we had something like almost 18,000 um, interactions. I think we had like wow. almost 100 like or over 100 likes. It was like 88 retweets, uh, over 200 likes on a, a video yeah. of Colton Miller. And that tweet ended up being retweeted by several people that I was pretty ecstatic about. Number one was from Raiders Beat. Um, I follow nice. those guys on Twitter. There is source of much Raiders information. And also the one and only MC Hammer retweeted that nice. tweet, which I was pretty stoked about. Um, so yeah, and th- and from that, I mean, we we grew a ton this week. Thank you so much, Raider Nation. Uh, you know, Mike and I work really hard at like trying to give you good content, make things fun on the show. You know, we like a dose of reality with a side of fun and pleasure as well. And so, you know, we're always here trying to pleasure your ears. And like Micah said, give us a call. Tell us what we can do better. Tell us what you yeah. like, what you don't like. Uh, but this week we have we grew from 57 uh, followers to the magical 100 mark. That's pretty big. Nice. That's pretty big for me. I'm I'm pretty stoked on that. Being the one that yeah. kind of takes care of that account. So we're gonna run through a bunch of names. So starting off, we got Monster Mash. The NFL Show, The Pillaging Podcast, Grizz, Michael at Mike311S follows us. Raider Jeff from, uh, I believe he's out of uh, Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. Pickman Jones, Michael Holden, Raiders Brazil Podcast, Raider Rue, Ricardo Goodwin, Joseph Castillo, Raider Phil, uh, Jonathan Harmon, Max Deacon, Dudes After Dollar Signs podcast. Check out their podcast. Um, Joe Mama, David Estrada, Black Hole Sun, uh, CMC, uh, Justin Alexander, Highway Rider, Nick. Uh, he's at Raider Nick, Raider underscore Nick 619. Fire and Brimstone. Uh, that's a take on sports, whatever else crosses their mind. Uh, Raider Mashman, Ryan Hurst. Uh, he's from the, uh, where is he from? He's from the UK. Uh, oh, nice. Dave Chicago, uh, at 65 Raiders 1, Raider Nation for Life, Cody C, Central Valley Raider, D-Man 70, 7702, Jason Willis, Raider AZ, Mel Searcy, Ben Creek, Louis Esparza, Jim Vivian, Luis Felipe Chapa, Heldar, Kevin Wynn, um, Razor Raider, Christopher An- Engelidge, who you know, I believe, right? 
from yeah. the Raider Ramble. Great guy. Uh, Gerbaj Gihiri. That was a mouthful. Uh, JDZ, <laughs> Pablo Gomez, at JTY20, Hafer Lara, Raider Eli, Sin in Sin City, and Oren O'Neill. Oren O'Neill just happens to be a former Raiders six-round draft pick, a fullback out of Arkansas State. Um, so yeah, that rounds up. That rounds off our 100. So thank you everybody for following us. I know that was a lot of people, but we wanted to give some love from the podcast to y'all. Happy New Year, go Raiders! Absolutely, that's awesome. And you know, I want to give while we're doing shoutouts. A big shout-out to our own man, Frosty Rucker, winning the Craig Long Award for exemplifying excellence and professionalism with the media. As many of you know, or maybe don't know, Frosty Rucker actually follows this podcast, so big shout-out to him. Thanks so much, and um, congratulations on receiving that reward. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Saw him Monday night make a few plays. That was cool to see. And speaking of Monday night... Let's get to this game really quickly. Let's recap it. And for those of you, we apologize. This podcast is coming in a little late, mainly because uh, sickness, number one. And number two, I was actually part of that big uh, uh, CenturyLink Wi-Fi outage um, during uh, Thursday and Friday. So I was unable to record at that time. So we're recording a little later than normal. We've got... uh, Alabama, Oklahoma this afternoon, Notre Dame, Clemson. So we got some big college games on today. I want to give a quick shout out though, because our own Birch's Florida Gators are uh, taking the Michigan Wolverines to the woodshed as of right now. As they Uh, should be, because half of Michigan's starting defense is declaring (laughs) for the draft. There's some good names there to watch. Raider Nation 2 spot. Speaking of uh, uh, players heading to the draft, take a look at some of the defensive players that Michigan uh, uh, is is churning out, especially at the linebacker position. Might be some players you want to look for uh, come the draft in April. So, But, man, let's get back to it. I think a big thing Monday night, the, the what, two things that really stood out to me, um, number one was Doug Martin. Ran like a man possessed, and that's one of those things that – Boy, we were talking off air. Would love to see him come back for another season or two. I think uh, I don't think Lynch comes back, especially if this team isn't in Oakland. I think Lynch is done, unfortunately. But uh, I, I'd love to see Mar- uh, Doug Martin come back and uh, throw it down with another season or two with the Raiders. I think he could be, a, you know, a stable, uh, a stable body back there while some of these young guys develop. Uh, uh, like Chris Warren the third, you know, who should be coming up. We're all pretty excited about uh, in the 2019 season. Also, I got to give a big shout-out, man. Miller and Parker got the job done on Monday night, and that was fun to watch. Um, mainly, can you believe, and I, I didn't see this stat until well after the game, but, dude, Vaughn Miller didn't have a single tackle. A single tackle. He's had a tackle that is in incredible. every about every game, I think, since 2016. So, he, I mean, he had wow. a big streak going on. And, you know, we were talking off air. This doesn't mean that uh, Parker and Miller are the anointed ones, and all of a sudden they're going to turn a corner and be yeah. the, the tackles that we need them or want them to be. But it was a good showing, um, you know, they – it was really nice to see how well they played. And so, you know, that's yeah. that's always a good sign as well. Well, and yeah, because we're talking about development. You know, we're talking about rookies here. Um, you know, like especially in Miller, who's, you know, received a lot of flack. You know, and that first round pick, you know, you, you would expect a first round pick to jump in there but and uh, be able to contribute. And, you know, I would say for the ups and downs that Miller's had, um, as far as for a rookie season, it's not been too shabby, in my opinion. Um, I think he's going to be a player that's going to develop well. I've seen a lot of talk on um, social media. You know, we're, we're so quick to, you know, we want these players to do well immediately. But there's it, it takes time. It takes time to develop. And I think Miller has the skill set to develop into a solid, uh, solid piece on that offensive line, in my opinion. I agree. And to go along with that, it's sad to me to be to see people already giving up on Arden Key, too. Yeah, uh, I thought he yeah. had a pretty good game. You know, maybe I, I saw Ted Wynn on Twitter had said this is probably his best game as a rookie. 
and people are still like, well, he can't tackle, and blah de blah blah Well, as the games, and, and you and I talked about this, as the game slows down for him, yeah, I think he starts making those tackles. I mean, if people remember back to Khalil Mack, it wasn't like Khalil Mack was Khalil Mack from day one. He took his lumps the yeah. first year, came back the second year, had put on some weight, got some new moves in the offseason, you know, and, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm hopeful for the young man in the future. That's not to say that maybe he won't per, pan out, but I really yeah. feel like he has some great upside. Add a couple moves uh, besides his speed rush and a spin move and add a little bit of weight to his frame. I don't think we need to be giving up on him yet. Yeah, no, I agree too because, the you know, that's – he, he's been putting himself in position a lot, and especially in the latter part of the year. Um, and it's just, he, you know, he, he's there. He's there to make plays, but he's not, you know, he's missing the tackles. It's, it's guys are, you know, shaking and baking, getting away from him. And that's, I think that's just one of those things, like you said, as the game slows down, break down, make a play. Because now, I mean, you're going against professional athletes here. You know, you're going against the best of the best week in and week out. This isn't college. This isn't, you know, you're playing, you know, you're playing against running backs that may never see a real, you know, an NFL field. This, these, these, all these guys are the cream of the crop. And so, uh, and, and for him as a rookie to start putting himself. And, you know, the other thing too, as a rookie, um, you know, we've seen his his play time kind of go up and down, and his snaps counts go up and down. So it hasn't been like he's been a consistent piece on that edge for Oakland. It hasn't been like, well, he's been anchoring down, you know, the right side of the that defensive line since week one. I mean, he's been in and out quite a bit. So consistency's been a key there. Um, but I think, you know, I'm excited to see still what this guy can do, you know, as we get some big pieces around him, as guys like Hurst and P.J. Hall develop, um, I think there's a lot in store for this Oakland Raider D through the draft, through free agency. You know, we're seeing guys like Carl Joseph now. I mean, Carl Joseph's playing lights out, man. He's playing. I mean, he's like coming a up and making some missile. plays. Yeah, playing. He's playing like like what we are hoping, like what we expect out of Carl Joseph. And like I, I still rag on him for his size, but boy, that guy could. That guy's all over the field, and that's been fun to watch. And I, I'd be amiss without. Um, I should say remiss without marching, mentioning uh, Gilchrist either. That dude's been playing some good ball and as Eric well. Eric Harris has been and playing really well on the back end as well. Eric Harris had himself a little bit of a game there on Monday, I would say. That wasn't too shabby on his part. Um, and so, you know, it's it's uh, it's been nice to see. And, and honestly, dude, I didn't have much hope with Conley out. Um, I was all really real worried that this yeah. would uh, be, be a – you know, that we'd get picked apart in the secondary. One, Boy, they held it down. Yeah, they did. Our one and two corners were gone. Worley was out. Yeah. Conley was out. So we were with Nelson, Rashawn Melvin, uh, Ben Wakiri, who I think was released. He was released from the, the Cardinals earlier this year. We picked him up. Um, Who else played? I, I think Gilchrist dropped back. Uh, down into the slot on some of those and so yeah. you know we had Gilchrist playing the slot we had Harris out there at strong safety and then we had uh, Joseph at, at free safety and so you know Joseph he had I think he had a sack and I know yeah, he had he a did. few pressures yeah. like right up the middle he is a heck of a blitzer like I remember seeing that in the preseason when they had him blitzing and he's like a heat seeking missile uh just yeah, has a nose for the ball great instincts and uh yeah they finally used him as a blitzer and he brought brought some heat brought the hammer a few times holy smokes he brought the hammer and uh you know the other thing too joseph just a couple of stats here six solo tackles one tackle for a loss and a sack you know and those are the kind of numbers that yeah, you know, we know are in there. We know he's capable of, and so it was fun to see that come out and see him flying around the field and just playing with a little bit more energy. This whole this whole Oakland Raider defense was playing with a little more energy, and that was kind of fun to see, even with all these players out. Um, another name too that I've been um, uh, that I've been watching and I've been really impressed with is Nicholas Morrow. Man, this this linebacker in coverage and, and, and flying again, flying around the field. He's got the speed, and uh, he ended the day with four total tackles. 
two of them were solo. Um, uh, I'm sorry, no, four total tackles, three of them were solo, and one tackle for a loss as well. So, he, I, you know, getting to see him out on the field a little bit, uh, I think there are a lot of young players that Oakland's slowly been developing over time, guys like Joseph, guys like Morrow, that uh, I'm really excited to see a little bit more of as, you know, as we go on into the 2019, into Vegas. Um, I think I think Oakland's got some good foundational pieces here on defense that uh, they can start to build around and, uh, you know, add, add let's, you know, let's throw in a star defensive end. Let's throw in a, you know, a, a safety. Let's throw in another corner. Uh, let's th- but before all that, dude, let's, can we just get a linebacker in the first Please. round? Can we get can we get a on proven on field talent linebacker in the first round to anchor down the middle of the defense? I would Is love that too that. much to ask for? That's been too much <laughs> to ask for the past few several years. We've been going with veterans like uh, Derek Johnson who wanted to be released, and we've gone with uh, Perry Riley who was signed off the streets, and they did okay, uh, but you know. And I, who, who was it that we had from the, the 49ers last year that we signed? Oh, uh, Bowman, Navarro Bowman. Yes. Out of Penn state. Yes. Um, who still never ended up getting signed this nope. off season, if I'm not mistaken. He's still on his couch, uh, hoping for a call. Yes, he is. In week 16. Yeah. And so is, <laughs> so is Derek Johnson. No, wait. <laughs> Hold on. According to Stephen A. Smith, doesn't Derek Johnson, isn't he back in Kansas City playing? I don't know. Yeah, I, that I was... Stephen A. Smith's all over the place. That's what happened I, last I no week, idea. Micah. That's the that's what you're missing on Twitter, is he had said, like, uh, who was it? Hunter Henry and Derek Johnson oh, were yeah, going to be said... big for the, the San Diego yep. game. <laughs> and they, neither one of them were playing. Oh, my gosh. So I did see that Hunter Henry where he was like, Hunter Henry's been a big factor for them all season. And it was like, uh, what? Yeah, so, he hasn't played because he tore his ACL, I believe. So, anyway. Yeah, just goes, goes to show, careful who you trust when they call themselves an analyst and an expert. Yep. I, we've been beating that drum here at behind the eye patch. And uh, once again, it comes to fruition that – even the, this this guy does it for a living too, Tyler. I know. I mean, that's bad. That's bad. So he does it for a living. <sighs> oh, did somebody not? Do they not like sit down? You know, they they've got the meetings. You He's know, a basketball guy, before. Micah. Quit it. Stop. Oh, sorry, my my bad. I know. My bad. He's just Dude, a basketball draft, guy. <laughs> speaking of the draft, you want to rip through a three round mock draft really quickly for the nation. Let's see with the draft shakeup. They've you know we had. Uh, Cowboys lose. No, excuse me. The Cowboys won. I was hoping they were going to lose. Cowboys ended up getting it done. Um, but let's do a um, let's do a quick three rounder and uh, see who we can come up with. Especially now, Oakland's moved to number four overall with the pick. So guys, you know, the, and now we you know we had news this week. Justin Herbert now is not going to come out for the draft. Quarterback out of Oregon. So that's going to be pretty big. Uh, so if you've got a guys, I think like um, Joe Flacco, Eli Manning. I think there going to be some teams vying for their uh, services uh, in 2019 as they wait for, I think, a different crop of quarterbacks in the 2020 draft, if I if I had a guess. So let's ju- jump on this, Tyler. Fans speak. We're going to do a quick three rounds. Tyler, you're the GM. I'm the GM. Let's go. Let's see who we would pick if we were the GMs. All right. I've got all my settings so on, do this thing. on fan speak, Steve. There you go. All right. You are you up and running, Tyler? Yep, I'm ready to pick. All right, man, you pick. Tell us what's going on in your draft. So, that's the problem with these mock drafts, right? Is I don't know where where they get some of these guys coming out of. Uh, so, the Cardinals took Nick Boza, which I think that's probably pretty good uh, chance of happening. Um, although. Yeah. I don't know that the Cardinals really need an edge rusher because they have. Oh my gosh! I just had his name and now it's gone. Um. Anyway, they. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Raider Nation. I, I forgot his name. Uh. So Nick Bose is gone. The Niners took Christian Wilkins. Uh. Round one pick three goes to the Jets. Um, and they took Jackie Polite, the edge rusher out of Florida, who's playing right now. So sitting on my huh. board at number four, 
I have Quinnen Williams, Ed Oliver, good Greedy pick. Williams, and Rashawn Gary. All and Jonah Williams. I didn't you take Jonah Williams last week? Like the offensive I tackle. I think so. Yeah. I think you took him. Yeah. Took an offensive tackle. Anyway, I, you know, I don't really think that's realistic. So, I am going to actually take. If it's going to let me take Quinn and Williams, that's who I'm going to take. I'm going to take Quinn and Williams, the defensive like lineman it. from Alabama. I like it. That's definitely been. Uh... Something that the Oakland Oakland has needed, you know, as far as edge rusher, uh, edge rusher goes. Uh, I've got Nick Bosa and Ed Oliver off the board, uh, and Rashawn Gary off the board as well. I've got Greedy Williams, Quinnen Williams, uh, Christian Wilkins, uh, and Jonathan Williams. Wow, a lot of Williams there. Uh, but you know what? As the GM, I'm going to go Greedy Williams, corner from LSU. I want somebody else to pair up with Gary on Conley and start, uh, I want to lock down both sides of the field. So I'm going to go cornerback Greedy Williams um, out of LSU. And now as we move down the draft here, who do you got next for your pick? What pick and what player are you going with? I have pick 23. Uh, Devin White once again eludes me at the linebacker position. <laughs> um, I have Noah Font. We decided on font okay. last week because it's more... Uh, I think so. It sounds more refined, I believe. Uh, I yeah. have uh, Noah Font, DK Metcalf, Josh Allen, Jaquan Johnson, uh, and I have Deontay Thompson. I, okay. right now, am going to take the edge rusher, Josh Allen, out of Kentucky. Nice. I like it. I like it. You know, I've got Noah Font as well, um, but I'm going to pass on the tight end. I'm going to go A.J. Brown, wide receiver out of Mississippi. Uh, Oakland needs another wide receiver in that in that core, um, and he's just a sure-handed big body. I like that pick. I think he could be one of those guys that uh, uh, reds, big red zone threat and just a, kind of a playmaker down the seam for Derek Carr. Um, so... Who you got next, bro? You've got, uh, let's see, we've got the 28th overall pick in the first round. Who are you going with? Um, you know, I've liked Deontay Thompson, but as you and I have spoke this week, do we really need another safety? Do we really need to spend a yeah. first-round pick on another safety? I have DK Metcalf sitting there, and I have A.J. Brown sitting there. Um... I also have Nikhil Harry sitting there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, and I have Noah Font as well. I'm going to actually go. Um, I'm going to go. I'm still going to go Deontay Thompson out of Alabama. Okay. I think that I think his versatility is really good. I think his athleticism is also something that would provide yeah. maybe some coverage help for to let um, maybe Carl Joseph slide over to that free safety position full time and not yeah. have to guard tight ends. So that's where I'm going to yeah, go. And the, he, he's a rangy player. He, he consumes a lot of field, I feel like. So, um, you know what? <clears throat> I've got Nikhil Harry. This is interesting. They've got Kyler Murray, quarterback out of Oklahoma, in the in my yes, draft. Yes, I so saw that as well. See if he declares or not. I tell you, I, I'm, I've called it today, Raider Nation. I'm going to veer off topic for a second. Oklahoma gets the upset over Alabama. Alabama's due for an upset. This is the year. Oklahoma gets it done. Kyler Murray enters the draft because of that, because he's going to get paid buku dollars as probably the number one quarterback in the draft after he gets done rolling the tide. You heard it here first. Maybe I'll eat crow next week, but we'll see, Tyler. Um... You know, I'm going to go with the edge rusher, Zach Allen, out of Boston College. I've seen a little bit of his highlight film. I, we need a guy on the edge. Uh, we'll talk about free agency next week and maybe some players like that who we could pick up. But I, I like the young man. He sat out the bowl game because he had a foot injury. But I'm going to go edge rusher, Zach Allen, Boston College. He's also uh, a lot of high praise. I've heard a lot of good things about him and seen some of his film. So, Raider Nation, you need to go check that out. Um, so, on to round two, Tyler. Uh, as I load up here. Just as a side note, so, Kyler Murray went to the Chargers in this draft I'm doing at pick ooh, 29. I think, and maybe maybe this is, I don't know, maybe I'm jumping the gun, but if Kyler Murray came out 
and said, I'm playing football, I believe he would be the number one player taken because I feel somebody would put together a package good enough yep. for the 49ers to bite on it and be like, okay, yep, we'll trade down. I really do. I yep. think somebody would go yep. take him uh, at the number one position. I think he becomes quarterback number one. Um, but yep. it's that big question, does he want to pay back $5 million that the A's have given him? That's kind of a lot of money. Yeah. But, you know, if you're pick number one, you can probably <laughs> afford to pay that. So, anyway, yeah. on to round yeah. number two. I apologize. Um, we are sitting here. Um, I Pick number 36. You know, I did this last week, and I like it again. Um, I've got Noah Font still sitting there at the top of the second round. And I like wow. the young man. But we also have we have a lot of tight ends. We have five tight ends on our active roster right now. We do. And uh, I like Waller. I like him. Yeah. Uh, I like Jared Cook. I like I love Lee Smith. And uh, you know Paul Butler is on there right now. We could theoretically be running a 15 personnel, Micah, which is yeah. <laughs> unreal. <laughs> so um, anyway. Nikhil Harry's still sitting there. AJ Brown and DK Metcalf are sitting there. Wow. Um, I've got to take DK Metcalf. I like DK Metcalf out of old Mi- or out of Mississippi, so I'm going to take him as a wide receiver. Somebody to maybe um, hook up with Carr, get back some offensive prowess. So DK Metcalf is my go. my pick right there. I like it. I like it. You know, I'm going to go maybe call a little bit of reach, but I've got linebacker Mac Wilson from Alabama sitting there. It's a a position that needs to be addressed for sure for the Oakland Raiders. I like some of the young guys, like I stated before, Nick Morrow, um, some of the veterans there have played well, but I'm going to go Mac Wilson, Alabama, pick him for our number two pick, 36th pick overall in the NFL draft. Um, So, so far, I adjust the corner position, wide receiver, edge, and linebacker position with Greedy Williams, A.J. Brown, Zach Allen, and Mac Wilson. I'm pretty happy with that draft so far. And again, a lot of this will be, uh, you know, precedented on what happens in free agency with the Oakland Raiders. And that's going to be an interesting tale that's told, you know, come come February, come March, you know, because that's going to be, that's, Raiders have some money to spend. And I'm excited about that. So I'm excited to see who they were able to reel in. And, uh, you know, also with that Vegas deal, being able to, you know, kind of dangle that out there and say, hey, you know, you got some tax-free income, you know, soon to be. So what kind of deals can we sign up? I'm, I'm pretty jacked for that. So, all right, end of the second round. Tyler, third round, who are you taking? Um, my plan was I was going to take DK Metcalf and Marquise Brown back-to-back. That didn't happen because Marquise Brown went to the Jets, the pick before me. So, okay. um, oh man, this is tough. I've got Zach Moss, who we talked to Hema about a couple episodes ago. Uh, we yeah. don't, we still don't know if he's going to declare. We've got Bryce Love sitting there, and I've got Dakota Allen and David Sills the fifth. Uh, Dakota Allen, the linebacker out of Texas Tech. David Sills is a wide, wide receiver out of West Virginia. Um, I really like him. I like his ability to run short and intermediate routes, and I like his hands. Like He doesn't drop very many passes, and I feel like that's somebody that we really need is just somebody with some sure hands. Um, and then I've also got the wide receiver Riley Ridley out of Georgia, who many feel has been used poorly at Georgia and not producing as well as he should. Um, I am going to go... I'm going to shake it up a little bit. I'm going to go Dakota Allen, linebacker out of Texas Tech. I like it. I like it. You know, for me, I think a running back position... That's really up in the air this season for Oakland, whether or not they want to bring Doug Martin back. I think Gruden will push hard for that. I think uh, DeAndre Washington is going to be out. Um, and I think Jalen Richard might be playing for his job as well. I mean, he had a nice touchdown run there, but Jalen Richard 
It's been kind of one of those things throughout his whole career, uh, ball handling issues. It seems like it's just been something that's followed him around. So I'm going to go pick this guy last week. I know we have I've, right now on the, on the board for running back, we have Zach Moss, Damian Harrison out of Alabama, Rodney Anderson from Oklahoma. But because Oakland loves running out of that shotgun position, and this young man out of Memphis does this weekly, Daryl Henderson, you need to go check out his highlights. Go hit up Just Bombs Productions on YouTube. Check out Daryl Henderson from Memphis, the running back. This guy is an animal. I drafted him in the third round to fill that running back void for Oakland, and I think you you mix uh, Chris Warren the third, Jalen Richard, and um, Daryl Henderson and Doug Martin in the offseason, and I think you let Chris Warren the third and Jalen Richard play for their spot on this team to see who can who can stay on the team because I think Daryl Henderson would be an, a great addition to the Raiders offense and would be the kind of back for the next, you know, six, seven seasons for Oakland, uh, you know, after the rookie year could could be a big contributing uh, back for Oakland. And plus, you know, we got this fantastic offensive line that we'll get to here in a minute. Uh, I think he could he'd take advantage of uh, of Carr's playing style and just the, the style of offense that Oakland runs, and I think he'd be an absolute stud for the Oakland Raiders. So, after three rounds, Tyler, who do you go? GM, who do you got for us after three rounds drafting for the Oakland Raiders? How many rounds are we doing? Uh, I did three. That's what I did. So I'm done. Okay. So I've okay. got Same I've here. got Quinnen Williams. Sorry, I think I misunderstood. Uh, I have Quinnen Williams. I have Josh Allen, Deontay Thompson, DK Metcalf, Dakota Allen. Nice, nice. So I've filled uh, cornerback Greedy Williams, first round wide receiver AJ Brown in the first round, edge rusher Zach edge rusher Zach Allen, Boston College in the first round. Second round went linebacker Mac Wilson from Alabama. And then third round went running back Daryl Henderson from Memphis. So I feel like a lot of good players there are filling a lot of holes. Speaking of filling holes, Tyler, mm. I think this is a good segue into our uh, personal foul uh, of the week on social media. What do you got for us? Um, a lot of going on in social media this week, especially on Twitter, there has been a I don't know what you would call it, Micah, to, to be downright honest with you. I don't know I don't know where this is coming from, but all of a sudden it's cool to trade Derek Carr for picks and wow. such things like that. And my personal foul this week goes to I'm assuming he is a Raiders fan, but it just does not make sense a whole lot of sense to me. Uh Looking at, it was it kind of started off with like silver and black pride. Um, I am very careful, I guess I will say, when it comes to articles that I read from them because a lot of it seems like um, they claim it's not clickbait, but putting out an article right now saying that we trade Derek Carr pros and cons. I mean, I guess at least they looked at pros and cons, but I must have been a slow week. They didn't really have anything else to uh, <laughs> report about, which is fine. I mean, if, if you need clicks and stuff, then you go for it. But um, somebody from, his name is J.E. Vizuzzi, uh said that Carr has more faults than pluses. He is therefore expendable regardless of his stats. I say personal foul on you, good sir. And I'm not trading Carr. At this point, I mean, in the last 10 games, Micah, look at the turnaround in his game from week one to now, and it is unreal. He's finally fluent in Gruden's offense. He finally has, you know, the last couple weeks, he has a line that actually is protecting him. And we know we give him yeah. time and he shreds defenses. That's the type of quarterback he is. He's not a runner. He's yeah. not a scrambler. He likes to step up into a clean pocket and throw the ball like I would assume most quarterbacks do, but he's not going to create a ton of stuff with his legs. He used to. Uh-huh. I don't think that's coming back anymore. And I think injury has a lot to do with that. But look at his 
fluency in Gruden's off sorry Gruden's offense as the year has gone on look at his com- his level of being comfortable as the year has gone on and look at those numbers I know numbers are misleading sometimes but you don't just trade a quarterback who's doing the things that he's doing right now in the yep. name of I can get some more draft picks um to me people would say well why did they trade Khalil Mack then you know he had good numbers he he looked like somebody that should have been untradeable and I'll probably agree with you but a defensive lineman is, is tradable when you can get yep. your hands on a quarterback there are there are 32 teams in the NFL that means there are 32 men in the whole world, Micah, that can do this job. And now you've got your backups, yep. but how many backups are we just dreading? You're crossing your fingers every week. Oh, I really hope that Carr doesn't get hurt because we've got A.J. McCarron in the wings, or I'll stir the pot here, Micah. We've got Nathan <laughs> Peterman waiting in the wings for a chance to start. How many of us want that? How many of us in Raider Nation want A.J. McCarron or Nathan Peterman starting for us for the next three years? I don't. Well, I'll take it it one step further. How many of those 32 quarterbacks are actually worth a poop? Yeah, uh, uh, guys like Blake Bortles, Ryan Tannehill, uh, any number of other uh, – who who do we got right now? Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, Case Keenum. Yeah, there were just four right off the top of my head that I'm going, uh, if I were a fan base and you signed any one of those four guys, I'd just be slapping my head going, well, I guess he's a warm body to fill in as we, you know, develop, hopefully, you know, somebody that we can snag in the draft because those guys, and I'm sorry, but I just don't, I don't see those guys as guys taking you, you know, making deep runs into the playoffs year in and year out. I think you have guys that won off like like Cousins did with the Redskins, like Keenum did with the with the Vikings, but Keenum had a an absolutely animalistic defense on that team as well that helped him out. Um and so and, and now those guys in a change of scenery, we're seeing what they can do. You know, they're not Tom Brady, they're not Peyton Manning, they're not Aaron Rodgers. Even Aaron Rodgers though, look at how he struggled. Yeah, cuz he doesn't you know, have so, anybody so to help of, him out. There's nobody on yeah, the defensive so, side of the ball. So that's what we're seeing. Uh, and so, yeah, all that to say, uh, to your point about the, the quarterbacks, I think it's that's poppycock, man, trading Derek Carr at this juncture when he's done so much with so little and, and a whole new staff around him and, and seeing the progression that he's made throughout the season as the season's gone on, like we just talked about. 10 plus games, you know, what, what is that? 40 plus quarters without an interception, you know, I mean, I don't care who you are. That's just tough to do. It is tough to do. And there was, there's more controversy to go along with that point that you just made as well in, in Twitter land. Um, it was somebody from PFF came out with a, a video showing like three or four passes that should have been intercepted with Carr, And they're like, well, look at these these should have been intercepted well they weren't that's bottom line they weren't yeah. intercepted if you go back to brady's yeah. streak of no uh of no games uh so many com- completions without an interception and aaron Rodgers, who owns the record of that they had the same thing they had the exact you yeah. know they had balls hit people right in the chest and they dropped them they had balls hit people in the fingers and they dropped them there, there are, and Carr came out this week and himself said, you know, there's guys that have dropped passes. I've just gotten lucky. That doesn't, you know, and that happens. But in my mind, that's football. Yeah, yeah. you, we've, how many passes have we dropped? You know, like I think we have, we're kind of middle of the pack. We have seven interceptions that that the Raiders have dropped this year. Um, wow, that's that's the game. That's part of the game. And so, yep. you know, yep. to trade to trade Carr at this juncture, I believe would be a travesty. And no matter what your pick haul is, no matter who wants to give you what for that, I think that sets this franchise back even further than it already is. 
and further than it did yep. when we traded Khalil Mack. Because Khalil Mack does not impact a game for better or worse like a quarterback does. You have a crappy quarterback. Yep. You can't move the ball. You can have the best defense in the world. And you probably are not going to win. Um, yep. It's just it's a building block that I believe we need to keep. And, you know, people can have their own opinion, and that's fine. I don't agree with it, though, and I don't have to. Yeah. And that's the thing. We just saw that. Look at Von Miller. Von Miller didn't impact that game at all, you know, for the Denver Broncos. Not even a single tackle. Yeah, But still, he's making buku bucks. But you know who did impact that game? Their quarterback, Keenum. Who And what did he end up with? Two, Two picks. Three interceptions. Yep. Gilchrist Two had picks. one. Right? Gilchrist had one and Harris Gilchrist had one. Gilchrist and Harris didn't. Yeah. So, so, and, and so that's kind of, uh, so, so you see the, the, that was a great, that's a great comparison. You know, Von Miller doesn't have near the, you know, the impact on a game as, as your quarterback does. Your quarterback gets the ball on offense every play. Right. I don't care if he's handing it off. He gets the ball every play. Von Miller, uh, he's expendable. Guys like that are more, are more expendable um, than than quarterbacks. I, I won't get into all that again. And we're not that, saying that Von point. Miller's a bad player. We're just saying no, that no. if you have your choice, if you want a foundation to build on, you don't pick a defensive end to build around. Yep. A whole yep. team. And and people people aren't people aren't yeah looking going okay who's the next great defensive end. No, we're always wondering what the next great quarterback is going to be, where he's going to be, where is he coming from. I mean, I, I, that'd be an interesting comparison to see how many quarterbacks to defensive ends go in the top five of of picks. You know, I, who, who people aren't trading up to pick up a defensive end. You know, in in the NFL, people aren't people people are are giving away loads of money at picks to grab a quarterback though. So that's that, you know, first overall, second overall. I mean, we saw that didn't, I believe that happened with Josh Rosen, if I'm not mistaken. The Cardinals unloaded a ton to go pick up him, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I think they uh, traded with us, didn't they? That's how we got that third rounder. And we dropped back to 15, I think is what happened. That's right. That's right. I think you're right there. So anywho, and uh, speaking on the same vein, because we like to rag on Cooper, or we like to rag on Gruden, and for all of his so-called poor decisions, Cooper now over the past four weeks has eight receptions for 52 yards and a fumble. So, uh, and this guy once again wants 17, 18 million dollars a year. So you know what? He has great games. Sure, there are a lot of guys that have great games though. Um, but once again, uh, I would rather have a you know another first round pick. And has has it hurt Carr? Has it hurt this offense to not have Cooper there? No, I would argue it's yeah. better. Yeah, and, and, and you don't know, you know, you, you've had things like this happen with, uh, and I heard you heard this a lot, and I'm sure you did too, Tyler, um, with Stafford and Megatron. You know, they said Stafford relied so heavily on Megatron that it almost hurt his game. That you know, Megatron was the guy that Stafford went to, and once he was gone, it almost it forced Stafford to look around to do more with the ball, and it almost seems like it the the offense got better. And I think that's interesting, and I wonder if we're seeing a little bit of that. You know, in Oakland, where where Carr perhaps relied so much was in a mentality that you know Cooper, you know, if Cooper's not open, then nobody's open. You know, kind of a thing. I don't know what, but we just maybe there was such a reliance on Cooper to be that guy, to be that savior for Carr that uh, that now that he's gone, it's forcing Carr to look around. It's forcing Carr to make plays, to make more plays, and and you know do a little bit more with the football than maybe he would normally do to get outside his comfort zone a little bit and start uh, working the ball around a little more. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but so to far, guys those like, are Cooper stats. To guys like Lee Smith, Derek Carrier, you know, yep. Jared Cook, people like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, that goes to, I'm, I mean, seeing Carr be able to do it with, with what he's got right now at the receiver position makes me excited to think, well, gosh, what happens if we add some of these guys like, you know, Brown from Oklahoma or Brown from Ole Miss, you know, some, some big name, a, a or some big name wide receivers, because I think you're going to see 
a lot of skill position players go to Oakland in the draft this year, and I'm pretty excited. It should be a fun draft because you know what? You know, you need your offensive tackles, you need your defensive linemen and stuff, but it's definitely not as sexy of a pick as picking, you know, a wide receiver, <laughs> no, a running it is back, not. you know, that kind of a thing. And so I'm really excited because I think this year's draft, we're going to kind of see that finally for Oakland, see them pick up maybe, you know, a, a stud linebacker, receivers, maybe even a running back. And I think it should be kind of a fun, fun draft this year for, uh, for 2019. So, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm surviving over here. I'm proud I'm of you. Who's almost gone and my orange juice is almost gone, but we're going to keep rolling. So, we do have one call this week, if I'm not mistaken, Tyler. We want to roll through that, yeah. and uh, we'll get to that, and then we will move on to uh, the games, the final week. Get to the games in the AFC West and go from there. So, Erica gives us a call in this week uh, talking about um, the win over the Broncos, her overrated Christmas foods, and uh, her underrated Christmas foods. So, we will listen to that Ooh. and get back to you, Raider Nation, right after this. Hello, just calling to say congratulations on a Raiders Nation win. I don't believe I've ever received a better Christmas present on Christmas Eve than knowing that some certain Broncos fans would be very sad that night. I brought joy to my soul, so thank you for that. As far as desserts that are overrated, fruitcake is absolutely disgusting. I tried it for the first time in 26 years this Christmas and it's worst. Also divinity. That stuff just makes me want to gag thinking about it. Um, as far as underrated goes, I would say my eggnog Swiss roll is underrated. More people in this world need to try it. So Micah, you put some of that chocolate eggnog in with the recipe um, that I have. I'm more than willing to share it, but that'll change your life right there, too. So, Merry Christmas. Hope you both had a good Christmas day, ate lots of food, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Erica, thanks so much for the call. Dude, I have to say, eggnog Swiss roll, that sounds amazing. I'm going to have to get in on some of that action. That sounds delicious. It it looks good. She sent me a picture of it, and it yeah, it's like... It looks like a giant Swiss roll with eggnog flavoring. Wow, wow. And I, you know what? It's funny she mentions this because I actually myself tried fruitcake for the first time this year. And it's nasty. Dude. Yeah, I, it's not real great. How, how in the world is this even a thing? I don't, I don't even understand that. I it's think like, it's a generational gap. Is it? it uh, because I, I tell you what, that, that the only... Yeah, that that was weird when when I saw it opened up when it was got cracked out of its case and I'm looking at this thing, going. Was it from the 1950s? Yeah, I was like, guys, we're not like in the Great Depression anymore. Like we can eat good (laughs) foods, you know. Finally Um, aged from 1943. Yeah, yeah. So I was just, and I tried a piece, and it was like. Uh, way overrated. So Erica, thank you. Yes. Way overrated. Way, way overrated is the fruitcake. And, um, Raider Nation, if you haven't, if you haven't tried it, you're not missing anything. So in my opinion, so, um, but what I did (laughs) find this week though, Micah, I'm sorry to cut you off. Like always, no, um, eggnog fat boys. So fat boy ice cream sandwiches. There is an eggnog version of said ice cream sandwich it's got kind of a graham cracker cookie instead of the typical chocolate cookie and on the inside delectable eggnog ice cream holy moly it was like a new world had been opened up to me on wednesday evening my wife brought them forth from the freezer and (laughs) i it was rejoiceful like it was just a great wonderful explosion of eggnog wonderfulness in my mouth oh my goodness it was good holy moly oh my word dude that does sound good i'm gonna have to get in on some of this action because you introduced me to that uh that chocolate nog eggnog and chocolate milk and that was delicious so i'm gonna take you up on that eggnog uh fat boy that sounds good um so okay getting off the food you know it's actually speaking of food Tyler, you got any New Year's resolutions? New Year's is mere days away. What we're three years, three days away from New Year's. You got any resolutions for 2019? 
I should, but I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I haven't really thought about it much, man. Like, I, I, like there's some, you know, maybe personal or like business things mostly that I'm trying to grow. You know, podcast, obviously, trying to continue to grow that. But there's nothing like I'm pretty happy where I am with myself. You know, I, I feel like there's no need for improvement on on Micah. Like Micah's Micah's pretty good. And uh, how about a better uh, the, immune system in the new year? Yeah, I tell you what, I've been sick three times in the last two months. And the, I hope we're leaving that in 2019. Of course, you know, I do have a little one, so that doesn't help. And I've, I've heard, like, as you amass more children, uh, that it doesn't get any better, actually. And it just gets shared around and tossed around until, you know, it seems like you're in a perpetual state of sickness. So I'm not really looking forward to that. But you know what? I guess it's that... Uh, it's the give and take when you have kids, <laughs> apparently. So. Yes, it is. And especially when they start going to school, Ooh. that is when it gets real fun. Because then they yeah. bring home all the germs from their little friends, and mom and dad get them, and <laughs> down down goes Frasier. <laughs> I was going to say, can you just, uh, what you need to do is just have like a... You know those 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 uh, like boxes that you put dishes in and it sanitizes them with like steam and stuff like that. <laughs> Just have your kids step into that every time they get home. You know, yes. run them through Before that cycle you get in for the car, seconds. Step into this, Kenzie. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So okay, <clears throat> anywho, so we got that out of the way. Last week of the season, man, I can't believe it. It always goes by so fast, and fortunately, it's going by fast this year since we're four and eleven. There's not much to look forward to except for free agency in the draft. So the Chargers travel to Denver, travel to Mile High, take on the Broncos. Who do you got in that one? Does Denver have any gas in the tank left? No. Nope. the Chargers steamroll them? I think they lay down and die. Uh, I saw John Elway come down from the press box in Oakland. I really yeah. thought in my heart of hearts that it was to fire Vance Joseph right there on the spot. Uh, he lasted this week, but I don't think he lasts after Sunday. I think, um, you know, he may be coaching to save his job, but I don't think his players really care. I really no, don't. I, and so, uh, I think the chargers go in, they win. Uh, and I believe if they win and the, and the, uh, if the chart, sorry, if the chiefs win and the chargers win, is there like a strength of schedule thing for who wins the AFC West? I think so, because they split, haven't they? I think it's one and one with Chargers and Chiefs. I think so. so. I think it would be strength of schedule, um, and I'm not sure who's got the upper hand on that. Um, and the winner right of that, I think, gets home field advantage for the first yeah. round, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so big I'm game on you, the though. line for them. Big game on the line for Kansas City as well. Yeah, and I'm with you. I, Denver now without Lindsey, either that stud running back, uh, he's gonna he's gonna miss some significant time apparently with that injury. I think the Chargers get it done pretty easily. I think it's like a it's like a 32 to 10 kind of a deal, and they get it done. Um, uh, and that will be interesting because yeah, well, dude, I saw I saw. John Elway's face, dude, on the sideline in Oakland, and it looked like a man with murder on his mind because it, it was pretty, it was pretty bleak. And Vance Joseph, I think uh, he's lucky that the last game's in Denver, so he can just clean out his locker and uh, hit the road. So, because I don't think they're buying him a plane ticket back if they had to travel down to L.A. Um, so Oakland has to travel to the frozen tundra of Kansas City. That's going to be tough. It's always historically been tough for Oakland to play in Kansas City. Kansas City, though, looking kind of suspect of recent. You know, they've dropped, what have they? They've dropped two of their past three games, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely got some Chiefs fans on the edge of their seat. Um, you know, Oakland's been playing hot recently. Definitely been playing better in the latter part of the year. That's still going to be tough because the Chiefs, they want this win. They need it. Um, so they're going to come out in full force. <sighs> I hate to pick against Oakland in the final game of the 2018 season, but I just don't see. I think it's a good game, but I think at the end it's like 30 to 20. Uh, the Chiefs get it done and and take down Oakland just because it's kind of like Oakland traveling, you know, to the East Coast for whatever. They just have a really tough time playing in that frozen tundra in Kansas City. So I'm going to give the more talented team, Kansas City, 
the win by about 10. What say you, Tyler? Yeah, we still don't know if Conley will be back or not. Conley was a full participant, but was listed as questionable. Um, I haven't seen anything about Daryl Worley yet, but, you know, this I've been thinking about this game all week and how awesome it would be uh, to go in to Kansas City and go, I believe, 3-1 and one in the final quarter of the season. Yeah. And that would be awesome, but, you know, I don't know. It, it, it is the time of year. It's the time of the year when... When Kansas City starts shutting down, when they should be getting hot, and I don't, yep, I don't know. It's going to be cold, um, but yeah, I, I think Kansas City gets the win. They really need to get the win, um, and I, I think they probably do get that win. And and you know that that's fine. I'll take that Broncos win any day, like Christmas Eve, last yep. game in the Coliseum. Yep. This one, if we won, would be like extra whip topping on my ice cream sundae. Yeah. But I'm yeah. happy with my ice cream sundae as it is. And so, yeah. you know, I think Kansas City probably wins, and they have to. And I think the Chargers win. And then I'm interested to see what happens with who gets the top seed and who is uh, the wild card. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be the interesting thing. And that it's going to be an interesting playoff for sure. There's going to be some fun teams to watch come that first week uh, in January. Um, but no, I think, I think Kansas city needs it more. I think they're the more talented team, obviously. And, um, home field advantage will play a big factor here. Like you said, I, boy, if Oakland went in and went one, you know, kind of played spoiler, like you said, go three and one in the final quarter of the season, that would be big. That that would show a lot of promise for, you know, 2019 Oakland. And then again, with all this free agent money and the draft picks, there's a lot, a lot to look forward to in 2019 for the Raiders. But I just think, I think it's going to be a little bit too much. And like I said, I, I think it's going to be something like 30 to 20. I think Oakland hangs tough. But I think at the end of the day, the Chiefs do just enough. Maybe uh, score an extra touchdown in the fourth quarter or something like that. Put the game away. And uh, 30 to 20, I'm going to say, is my final score there. So, But you know what? With a loss, maybe some of these other teams, you know, maybe the Jets, maybe the, the 49ers, you know, maybe some of those teams pick up a win and Oakland drops a spot or two. Moves up, well, I should say, a spot or two in the draft. It wouldn't surprise cool me. Too. Yeah, it would be. And it wouldn't surprise me if Arizona loses. Uh, or wins, I mean, because uh, from everything I'm seeing, Seattle has locked up a spot, and yep. so they're resting their starters. Um, you know, we kind of yeah. thought that the Chiefs would be resting their starters, and we may pick up a win in this game, but they're not going to be resting their starters because there's a lot on the line as far as home field advantage. Um, and, you know, the Chiefs can use all the help they could get, and... and Actually, the, the Chargers have been a really good team on the road this year. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it plays to both their strengths. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see the uh, the Cardinals get a win over the... Uh, Seahawks. Yeah, over the Seahawks. And then, uh, you know, maybe the Jets win. I don't know who the Jets play this week. You know, I'm not sure. But, yeah, they're definitely... I mean, they're obviously. I, I'd ra- I'd rather have an Oakland Raider win any day of the week. I don't care what draft position you're talking about, whatnot. But there are definitely some pluses uh, if the Raiders do end up losing, and you know, you get some of the you know Cardinals, you get the Jets, some of those kinds of teams. You know, eking out a W. That uh, I would definitely help Oakland to have maybe that number two spot overall, or even number three to be able to go in and get a guy like you know. I think uh, unless Kyler Murray comes out, I think. Uh, uh, Bosa will be number one overall, but you know if you get that second spot, Kyler Murray comes out and throw, you know, throws it down against Bama and says, "Yeah, put me in the draft." Uh, you know, I think Bosa could be there by number two or three. So uh, it'd be definitely interesting to see for sure. It'd be a good week of football all on Sunday. It's gonna be a cram pack Sunday, that's for sure. Yes, it is. I don't know if the Raider, if the Niners win or not. The Niners play Los Angeles. Um... They don't have Todd Gurley. I don't know if, don't. The, if the Rams are playing for anything or not. And then the Jets play New England. So you New know, England is probably playing, I don't know, is New England playing for anything at this point? 
You know, I'm not sure on that score either. I do know, though, um, the 49ers have been hanging tough recently, especially with that young quarterback that I think they could probably get a fortune for this offseason, and you might see that happen um, with a bunch of quarterback-hungry teams. But um, So don't sleep on that. I wouldn't sleep on the 49ers getting a, uh, picking up a win against the Rams, especially without Todd Gurley. And I don't know where they sit exactly, Jared Goff and company, if they're, if they're pretty much set where they are. Um, I haven't looked into the NFC too closely, uh, mainly because I've been sick and without Wi-Fi. So that'll that'll kind of put a damper on that. Uh, that will on put a damper on done. things. <laughs> Tyler, you got anything else for this final segment here, man? You know, I don't. I don't think I have anything else this weekend or this week. Well, Raider Nation, again, apologize on the lateness. Couldn't help it with the Wi-Fi outage, and then the sick bug coming and biting me. We appreciate you hanging in with us. Let's go pick up one more win against the Chiefs on Sunday. Let's go ahead and put an extra cherry on top of that Sunday from that win on Christmas Eve. That is one, though, Tyler, that I'm sure for all of us will live long uh, in our memories. That that was just, it was beautiful the whole way it went down. That was just super epic. So one for the books for sure. So Raider Nation, thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks so much for listening to us. We will see you in the next episode. And in the new year, just yeah, win, that's baby. that's right. That's right. Just win, baby. Just win. 